0: I knew from the very beginning of opening my pharmacy, I did not want to lick and stick as much as I love counting by fives and pouring that, you know, medication into that bottle because it does give you a, a sense of, oh, this is a, you know, this is what I am. This is who I am.
1: Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Well, hello, everyone. Dr. Lisa Faust here, and I've got another great episode of Becoming a Pharmacy Badass for you. One of my favorite things to do is to meet new pharmacy owners, learn about all the awesome things that they're doing, and then share it with you guys. Because you know, there's plenty of doom and gloom in our industry, but I always say there's never been more opportunity than there is now. But you have to think differently. You can't do pharmacy the same way that you did it five or 10 years ago. Heck, you can't do it the same way you did it a year ago um, in order to be successful. So I've got a wonderful pharmacy owner on with me today. Her name is Sonia from 10 Acres Pharmacy. So welcome, Sonia. Thank you for taking time out of your day to chat with me and chat with our audience. Uh, Can you go ahead and give just kind of a brief history of your pharmacy and, uh, you know, how you kind of got to here?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, Lisa, for having me on. I'm super excited. I've listened to this podcast, so I'm very familiar with all of the great pharmacists you bring on board. So, and I do agree pharmacy is different, uh, from what I practiced when I first started. Um, and even yesterday, uh, I'm going to practice different when I get there on Thursday. So it's definitely an ever-changing world. Well, um, I've been a pharmacist for about 20 years and, um, I've done a lot of different things. I've worked in community pharmacy from district manager to corporate officer to academia, uh, worked with public health. I've done a lot of different things. And about 2019, uh, I was working at a regional store. And um, when they tell you leadership matters, leadership does matter. So um, I wasn't having a really great time. And I was telling my husband, gosh, we got to do something different. I've got to do something different. And he was like, go back to your national chain store, go back to teaching. And I was like, I've been there. I've done that. I was like, why don't we just open a pharmacy? And he was like, are you kidding me? This is before the pandemic. And I was like, no, we can totally do it. There's all these niche things that we can do. And we initially decided that we were going to do a travel health pharmacy, So you know, I did all the stumbling of trying to find a location, uh, got a loan, was ready to go, uh, got laid off of my job in October and told my husband, I was like, okay, we gotta pull the plug, we gotta do it. And he was just like, all right, I'll support you. So between October and December of 2019, my husband and I went full force to start opening this travel health pharmacy in an affluent community because they could afford to pay for it and they always go on vacation. So I knew that was like 101, like, where are you going to be at? What are you going to do? Make sure it's niche and cash would be ideal. So we started doing all of that. Got my keys on March 1st of 2020 and bam, the pandemic hit. And I was like, no, uh, we just signed the lease. I just took out the first 50,000 of my loan to pay for construction. And now we're shut down. And I was, I lost it. I was like, I don't know what we're going to do obviously no one's traveling. And I still had this huge debt on my uh, shoulders also with the new lease. So my husband and I have been dabbling or myself rather have been dabbling in functional health. And I was like, well, maybe this is an opportunity for us to move into a functional pharmacy mindset for pharmacy. And as the pandemic progressed, luckily I was able to continue with construction. Um, I was able to have one, you know, the electrician come in, you know, with me and all of us masked up. And so we were able to do the construction part of the pharmacy from, I would say, March well April, actually, until about June. And then we decided that we were going to open the pharmacy with a more traditional spin on it. Uh, We were going to do incorporate functional health, and we were going to have a doctor. And so it was just kind of this weird transition because both the doctor and myself who happened to stumble across my pharmacy while we were doing construction, And he asked me, he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, building a pharmacy. And he's like, what kind? And I said, well, a functional health pharmacy. And he was like, I'm a functional doctor. I was like, no way, partnership made in heaven. And so we then decided to work together. And he has an office in the back of my pharmacy. And that's how we started. So August 1st, 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, we decided to open, couldn't take any insurances, uh, really couldn't do anything but sell Tylenol because it wasn't a shortage yet. and um, and that's how we started. It was uh, pretty scary, but also exciting, I guess. you know, i I love that
1: story because I think it shows the ingeniousness of 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 ourselves that comes out when your back is against the wall. like, yeah. Uh, it, and who would have thought, I mean, here you're coming up with the travel health pharmacy, which I love travel pharmacy. I used to work very closely with like our travel agents in our town and that kind of stuff. And I just, I love that, but who would have known that, you know, come, like you said, the very beginning of March, I remember it was like March 5th, like Disney shut down, like everybody shut down. And here you create an entire business that a global pandemic comes in and completely takes it out. And instead Mm -hmm. of just, you know, thrown in the towel, which let's face it, a lot of people might've done that no matter how bad the outcomes would have been, you know, you pivoted and that pivoting ended up being almost serendipitous. You know, you meet yeah. this doctor and you, and you do this thing. And it just goes to show that when you have to succeed, is when you succeed. Um, I've seen that in my own life. I remember that very first pharmacist that I hired in my pharmacy. On paper, I could not pay the pharmacist. There was there was no way that there was money to pay the pharmacist. So I knew that I had like 30 days to like go figure out where to make that money. And I kid you not, in those months immediately after I hired that pharmacist, we had our biggest growth biggest revenue, you know, increases all because I had to do it. Like there was no other option. And so I, you know, I love that story. So now you've got this functional medicine doctor, you've got a functional medicine pharmacy and you are doing some really cool things in your pharmacy. And if, if you're not familiar with, with Sonia, go check out her pharmacy. It's 10 acres pharmacy. Um, we'll make sure to put the website below. Um, but it highlights all the unique services that you're doing. A lot of these services are things that I've been talking about. You do some things that I haven't talked about, but I think it just goes to show that when you offer something different and sexy, people are willing to pay for it. So, um, talk a little bit about the unique services that you offer and kind of how you
0: bring those into your community. Definitely. So I knew from the very beginning of opening my pharmacy, I did not want to lick and stick. Um, As much as I love counting by fives and pouring that, you know, medication into that bottle, because it does give you a a sense of, oh, this is, you know, this is what I am. This is who I am. I knew reimbursement rates were poopy. I also knew DIR fees were closing many of my pharmacy fellow friends uh, places. And so I knew I needed to bring in something that was cash based. Uh, which was a little bit more difficult because during COVID, right, um, it was really hard to kind of figure out what were people going to come in for. So we were lucky enough um, that I was thinking ahead of the game. And so I was able to apply for my CLIA when I applied for all my pharmacy license. So I hit the ground running with a CLIA, uh, not an emergency CLIA, like a true CLIA uh, that allowed me to do A1Cs, cholesterol, uh, right off the bat, and diabetes. Yeah, A1Cs, diabetes, glucose, and... um, cholesterol right off the bat. So I knew that's what I was going to do. I also knew that I was going to incorporate a huge vaccination, uh, services to my pharmacy and eventually add on the travel, uh, travel component when we were traveling again. Um, I have a respiratory therapist who does consults, AKA he's my husband. So he had no choice. So he does (laughs) consults, um, on that, Uh, on the, on that service, kind of as a side note, I also uh, incorporated a dietician into our service. So she does consults by referral only. I have a health coach that kind of came to me and said, Hey, I want to see if I can use your services. So we do a referral for that. And each one of these referrals, we get a percentage of the revenue. I think it's like 15% of what we do. So that way, uh, you know, we can serve as kind of a funnel for those patients. We incorporated a whole bunch of point-of-care testing, and I have to tell you that during COVID, uh, a lot of people gravitated towards point-of-care testing for COVID. Well, what we did is we were like, we're not taking insurances because the the billing companies want a percentage. The insurance companies may not necessarily pay, so we're going to do it cash-based. So we did cash-based antibody testing uh, we did antigen testing, we did NAT testing, we did PCR testing, we bought all those machines, we did cash base. we gave up front and told patients, hey, you know, we're not going to bill your insurance, you are welcome to, if you want your results, here they go. We also incorporated free testing, and that was the marketing strategy that we used to bring people into our pharmacy. It cost me nothing, just cost me time to go out there. Um, As the pandemic kind of, you know, continued, we were able to add on the vaccines through COVID. So thank you, CPSN USA for uh, for being my federal partner in that because we did a lot of vaccinations. We offered home visits for vaccinations when CVS and all the other big chains dropped the ball for the second dose. So we became that group that went in there. And that really kind of carried us through the pandemic. And then we offered uh, flu, vac- flu, we offered flu testing, strep A, strep B. We got a hold of Scripted. I don't know if you've um, had a conversation with Scripted, but we became um, really good partners with Scripted. So now we offer all of the services through Scripted. We do birth control. We do naloxone. And now we're starting to build our MTM program. So we've decided to do all of that and focus on those services before we focused on filling prescriptions. So what ended up happening is people came to our pharmacy to get their test or get their vaccine and they found out how important customer service was. That was lost, right? It's been lost, no one does that anymore. And it's getting worse, I swear, it's getting even worse. 100%. So people were like, wow, you guys actually smile when we walk in the door. You greet us. You like get cheery when it's our birthday. So all of these little things that we just incorporated by hiring the right people who are also vested in your business. And so we just became that pharmacy where people were like, hey, if you're tired of going to those box chains, come to us. Go to this pharmacy. They will actually know your name. And so we slowly built up that script count. Over 2022, uh, we went from, I kid you not, I was filling 20 prescriptions a month starting, um, I think it was October of 2020, and to now we're filling close to 80 to 90 prescriptions a day on average uh, with several hundred days. We're only open Monday through Friday, 9 to 5.30. Uh, we allow walk-in appointments for any service that we do because we understand that some patients don't really get the internet very well, so we only uh, we offer internet and um, same-day appointments, So we just kind of cater to our neighborhood and what they needed. And then when they built their trust, now that they've built their trust with us, now we talk about vitamins, uh, nutrient depletion. We talk about B12 injections. We talk about all sorts of things that patients can get at a pharmacy. And so they become invested in our growth as well. So um, as much as I'd like to get to, I don't know, about 120 prescriptions, um, anything beyond that, I actually might have to say no. So, um, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a great place to be, but I still get stressed out, you know, when my, my, a wholesaler bill comes in or payroll (laughs) comes in, I'm like, are we going to make it? But, you know, I have faith in my people and I have faith in my customers that they will, um, help, help us move through whatever challenges that we have and, um, and then just have a good time doing it. So I love it. That is such a great story. I get little goosebumps because you have really built up like a tribe
1: of following. I love when you say as people grow to trust you because, you know, it's always something snazzy, you know, that sexy little carrot that brings them in. But I will tell you the sexy carrot won't keep them. You have to have a really solid foundation. You, I loved how you said you have to hire the right people. Uh, you know, I've learned that over owning many businesses, but I think in healthcare and pharmacy, it's 10 times more important that you hire those right people and you greet people and you do the little things. That's why I, I always talk about pharmacies. Like the first thing I do in a pharmacy, when I take one over, we buy a new pharmacy is the thank you card program. Yeah. And it's, and, and a lot of people like, you know, they're like shocked. It's like, Man, that puts such a personal, authentic touch into your business that it matters, those little human touches. And because every other business is going automated and self checkout and all those kinds of things, it's like the more that you can inject humanness and niceness into your business, people, you actually, it now is the purple cow. You're now standing out and you're being different. So I have a very difficult question for you. I don't know if you're a mom, but uh, you're a mom of your pharmacy babies. So, which one is your favorite? What's your favorite service that you do that is, you know, outside of dispensing, if you had to pick a
0: favorite? My favorite is the in-body. Um, so the in-body is our body analysis, uh, that we do. We are right next to a gym. Um, and mm-hmm. I got to tell you guys, it's awesome being next to a gym because yeah. <laughs> they are, well, A they're fit and they inspire you. They also have punching bags outside. so when I get upset about some sort of <laughs> reimbursement that didn't come through, I'm like, can I borrow this? They're like, totally. So, um, but what we do, we partnered with them on, being able to provide the data that they need to help drive success in their store, in their in their location. So uh, we do the in body, it's a body mass index. It does percent body fat. Um, it was a nice investment for our pharmacy. So we did it early. And, um, and then patients come in twice a month, mu- twice a month, I think a month at time zero and then at time six weeks. And then they come in and they do this uh, analysis of their entire body. The nice thing is, is I get a chance to go over there and go over these results with them and talk to them about, you know, little things that they can do. Maybe it's eating more protein. Maybe it's taking a supplement. Maybe they've incurred some muscle cramping so we can add some magnesium. Maybe it's about checking their diabetes. So I incorporate kind of this healthcare aspect to that assessment and then you know I pat them on their shoulders and I'm like good job get over there work out and then come back and see me in six weeks and then we talk about it again so they are getting from a health perspective like what I feel is important for them to learn and understand and then they get from the gym people like the 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 meat of it like let's work out let's focus let's do all this and that partnership that we have is phenomenal um, we charge about $25 on in normal for this assessment. Um, it's on our website. It's on um, the InBody website. So we're a store for that. So it drives business into us. And then when we partner with the gym, we do uh, two uh, two uh, scans for $25. So they're basically getting like one for free, but it doesn't matter because once they walk in my door, we have those vitamins that are right next to it. And then they go in, they're like, oh, I use Pure. I use orthomolecular. Oh, I use this, this, this. And then they're like, can you order this for me? Can you order that for me? And I'm like, let's do it. And so it brings this additional revenue without them filling a single prescription at my pharmacy. So uh, that's my favorite. It's right by the door. Um, We also offer blood pressure for free if they need to take it. But that is really my favorite service we offer.
1: I do love the in-body scanner. I actually just completed a course for the BHRT Academy on weight loss, and I highlighted the in-body because yeah. I, I think everybody should have, you know, something like the STIKU or the in-body, something that that gives you that whole body um, you know, a- analysis and tracking. Because that's the most important thing is, you know, when you're exercising and you're maybe starting a new way of living and you don't see the changes on the scale, but there's so much more important things than just changes on the scale. Yeah. And then I, lo- I mean, obviously you're right next door to a gym, but that is something, if you're listening to this, I guarantee you that you have an independent gym in your town, even if yeah. it's right next door, not right next door, like Sonia's is, but you could partner with the local gym. There's local CrossFits. There's all kinds yeah. of that you can partner with. Those are those kind of channel partners that create something special special like that. I love the two for one kind of um, Mm -hmm. pricing there because again, it drives that traffic into your pharmacy. And then once you have those people in your pharmacy, that's when your awesomeness then gets to, you know, go, go to town and sell them the supplements and help them with their blood pressure. And then they ask you, can you fill my prescription? Like you're never, you're never going after them for those kinds of things. So if you're, If you're giving advice to somebody because a lot of our people obviously that are listening kind of have the traditional pharmacy they didn't they didn't start with the functional like you did. Um, What would be your best advice for them to kind of get started maybe in this cash based revenue type of stuff for their patients.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's a great question. I know it's really, really hard. I think about some of my friends who own traditional pharmacies and how difficult it is for them to incorporate this. And there's a lot of, you know, advice out there of, you know, find a champion in your store that wants to do something. I think what I would tell people is, what do you want to do? What do you like to do? And and pick the top three, and then pick one of those top three to start with, because there's a lot of people doing lots of fun and fantastic things, and I think many pharmacists try to do all of those fun and fantastic things. And then they get lost in the minutia of being able to really roll out a good program. And then it becomes just another antique on the shelf of something that, oh yeah, I do that. So rather than start everything at once, pick your favorite and really invest that time and energy into that training of your staff, uh, of yourself, of that commitment maybe it's even a financial commitment that you're making to that service and then and then do it and that way you can really start shifting that energy from filling prescriptions to really driving this program and i think that's the best way to do it i you know sometimes i have to pull myself back because i see lots of pharmacies doing lots of stuff and i'm like oh i can do that i can do that i can you know oh hiv yeah let me do it let me do it right but then i'm like whoa like hold off because I don't know if I'm just doing it because of the passion that I hear in someone else's voice or really is that all my own true passion that I want to be able to do. And then after I settle down, then I'm like, okay, it's probably not time for you to do that yet. And then I go back and refocus on what we're doing. So it is, it is hard um, with all the demands of filling prescriptions and all the demands of trying to make sure the money budgeted at the end of the month for whatever it is you're trying to pay or, you know, pay off rather. Um, It can be a little bit difficult, but you just have to start with something small. And then also I would tell pharmacy owners that you can't be the one person that drives this service. You have to be able to trust, even if it's not the way you would do it, but you have to be able to trust your staff to be able to do it. And if they do it a little bit differently than you, that's okay. As long as the focus is taking care of people, Then you're going to have someone that's going to take care of your people that walk in that front door, and then you're not going to have to worry about it. So that's a really hard thing because we're all A type people and we all have to have our hands in the cookie jar. But you really just have to say it's okay if somebody else does it, and it's okay if somebody else does it a different way. It's hard. Perfectly said. Absolutely
1: stellar. You need to rewind that, re listen to that again. That was absolutely perfectly said. I often relate it to a lasagna. We all love eating lasagna and a lasagna is fantastic, but you don't just throw all the ingredients in at once because then it wouldn't be a lasagna and you have to build the layers. And so you can only focus on one layer at a time. You can't do two. you can't do three you can only do one and that's the same thing with how you build a profitable business is you have to do it layer by layer and i love that you said focus like five times there because i'm a big fan like focus on the one sometimes saying no is the best thing that you can say even if it's a great idea um it's not no forever it's just no not right now no i'm working on this no we need to focus on this and no can be just so powerful that not enough pharmacy owners we're nice people and we're eager and we see everybody else's passion like you talked about and we want to go out there and do it all but sometimes no is just the most powerful full sentence that you can possibly say so um what is your website so if somebody wants to go check out some of the things that you talked about um can you share your website
0: yeah so our website is www.10 T-E-N, Akers, A-C-R-E-S, Pharmacy, P-H-A-R-M-A-C-Y.com. Um, it's pretty cool. It's really easy to navigate. I think um, I, I like it. It's pretty. We actually did hire someone to do that because I am technology can do. <laughs> um, and, and you'll get to see some of the things that we do. And I'm more than willing to help people figure it out and, uh, you know, just kind of help you go through some ideas. It's it's fun to help other pharmacists. And I think that's the the professor in me that wants just everybody to be successful. And you're right. There's a lot of yuck going out there in pharmacy. I mean, I, uh, tush, tuition is up in pharmacy schools. Enrollment is down. Pharmacists want to get out of everything that they're doing and try to find a side hustle somewhere else. But I think if you can find that joy in what you do, And, and you do it well. And at the end of the day, you can reflect back on that thing that you did well, that profession that you invested so much time in is well worth it. I love being a pharmacist. Um, I love being a pharmacy owner. Um, I love being a professor to students and other pharmacists that are coming in. I love being a mommy to my, you know, my, my patients and my staff. Um, I, you know, you have to just live happy and you have to just live with passion. Well said. Alrighty. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. I know our listeners
1: are going to love this and I can't wait to just follow you and see what other stuff you do. So thank you so much, Sonia. I greatly appreciate it. Thank
0: you so much for the time, Lisa. You guys have a great day and just make someone smile. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four
1: ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a pharmacy badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.